Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. I'm co-founder of the online magazine, The Refined Woman, and my vision is to create a safe space where we can take off that Superman cape of having it all together and share our stories authentically and honestly. I really believe people are dying for the permission to be vulnerable, to just go there, but it takes someone being willing to go there first. It's my desire to do just that and invite you and others to do the same by removing that shiny mask of perfection and courageously sharing the imperfect journeys of life, spirituality, love, business, and everything in between. Welcome to another episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. I am Kat Harris, and this week we have another solo show. I am riding solo, sitting here in my Brooklyn apartment. Yes, I am recording from my closet again because it is the least echoey place in my apartment. Although, if you follow me on Instagram at the Refined Woman, you have probably seen in my Instagram stories that I recently purchased a sauna in a box. It is literally the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I'm trying to figure out a way that I can record a podcast episode while I am in my sauna in a box. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just go over to Instagram, the refined woman. Chances are on any given day, there will be videos of me talking to you from my sauna in a box. It is freaking amazing. And it is what it sounds like. It is like this blue cloth box with a hole for your head and hands. And it's a sauna. I'm obsessed with it. That was not an ad. That was me just going off on a tangent. Okay. So what is this week? What are we talking about? We are talking about the bachelor finale that just happened with Colton Underwood and Cassie Randolph. Now, just letting you know, this is spoiler alert city. Although if you don't know by now who won the bachelor last week, you might be living under a rock or you just do not care at all about the bachelor bachelor nation, all of that, which totally understand. I give you that freedom. I know it's crazy reality TV, but I am invested and I have been watching it for years. I am mega fan. Love it. And I just think it's super interesting, even though how crazy these scenarios are that people go through in this show. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you're talking about The Bachelor. The crazy thing is that a lot of people end up in long-term committed relationships with the person they choose. And many of them are still together and or married and or have children. Hello, Sean Lowe and Catherine, Tristan and Ryan from first season, Jojo and Jordan, um, Ari and Lauren just got married and have a baby on the way. So I just think it's super fascinating. So this episode is dedicated all to the 10 things I learned about dating through The Bachelor this season. So before we get into this week's episode, the 10 things I learned about The Bachelor this season, I want to share with you a recent review that someone left on iTunes for our podcast. So 
Aiken said, I have been searching for a voice like Kat's to encourage me each and every day to embrace my uniqueness. I have only listened to a couple podcasts so far, but I am loving the conversation and relationships that Kat wants to have with her listeners. Highly recommended to ladies looking for a dash of daily inspiration. Wow. Thank you. Like, First of all, it feels weird to say those words out loud and record them for you to hear them. Um, But the reason why I share that is because, first of all, it means so much to me that you listen to this, that you are an active part of this community, that you are spurring not only myself on, but my team on to keep creating. And so what I would love to invite you to is if you love the Refined Collective podcast, if you have listened to one episode or all the episodes for the last year, can you take some time out, go to your podcast app on your phone or go to the iTunes store and search the Refined Collective, scroll down, give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, please. So why this is helpful is each review and rating helps us get our podcast out there to more people. It makes it more easy to search and it will come up faster. It's basically like SEO for podcasts. So I just would love to ask you to take a minute out, rate and review the podcast, leave us some love. And I am just so, so grateful for every single person who has done it thus far. And just want to say that I cannot wait to continue to be on this journey with you and to continue to guide you through different topics from dating to breakups, to emotional intelligence, to freedom from anxiety and fear. I want to support you in this process. So thank you so much for being on the journey with me and my team at the Refined Collective Podcast. So before we get started, I want to tell you what this episode is not. This is not like gossip fest, tearing down other women, condemning, judging, all of that. None of that. I I am not here to make anyone right or wrong. I am here to just give you observations and things that I noticed, learned that unfolded in this season of The Bachelor that I think are really common mistakes and or common principles throughout dating that I see not only in my life, but in the hundreds of women that I've gotten to support through their process in dating. And I just think it's really fun. And every season of The Bachelor, there's like Chris Harrison is always like, in the most dramatic season finale ever. Well, this actually was, I think, one of the most dramatic season finales ever because Colton literally scaled and jumped a fence because he was like, I'm done with this. We'll get more into that later. But for now, let's get started. What The Bachelor taught me about dating. Number one, your name and integrity is so important. So I, I kind of say this like this, what's word on the street about the person that you're dating? Now, I'm not talking about running around doing a bunch of like digging, stalking, creepy work on the person you're dating. But I think it's really interesting to notice what are other people in that person's life saying about that person? What's what's their name like? What's their integrity? So what I mean by that is multiple women throughout Colton season told him that there are women here that are not ready. They're not serious. And as 
time unfolded, we found out they're talking about several girls, but Cassie in particular, who Colton ended up choosing. And the thing that was so interesting to me about that, when they finally got to those final few episodes, when Cassie was saying, I don't think I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready for something serious. I don't know if I even want to get married what flashed back in my mind were all those women throughout the season that were saying, Hey, this person isn't ready. This person isn't ready. I don't know if this person is serious. And I know that I have dated guys in my past where it was like unanimously the people in his life and in my life were like, this guy is not good news. This guy isn't ready for something serious. But my response was like, well, you don't know him like I know him. So I think it is so important to listen to what other people are saying about this person. What's their character like? What's their integrity? What do the people they work with think of him? What do the people that do life with him think of them? Like if there's like this general consensus, for example, I dated a guy that it was like kind of the general consensus was this guy's a player this guy's a player, this guy's a player. And I had probably seen one too many romantic comedies slash, I think, cruel intentions when I was in high school, like really showed me this narrative that like the bad boy will change for you. Like I was like, I'm going to be the Reese Witherspoon. But if there's a general consensus, just to listen to that and be aware of what someone's name is, what is, what's someone, what someone's integrity. And if there's a general consensus, whether or not you take that to that person and say, hey, this is what I'm hearing about you. Let's clear the air or just be mindful of that. Number two, timing is everything. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is so true. The older I get, the more and more I experience this to be true. I witness this to be true. And I think it was even this way on The Bachelor this season. You can meet the right person. And if it's the wrong timing or if either of you aren't ready, it won't work. So back again to Colton and Cassie, they get to this part of the finale where she is ready to send herself home because she is not ready for marriage. She's not ready to take that next step. And as this scene is unfolding, you can see the conflict with both of them because they both really, really care about each other. But timing is everything. Oh my goodness. I have totally met the right guy at the wrong time. When I was in college, I dated this guy and was we were just head over heels for each other. But because I wasn't in a space where I had dealt with any of my past, my baggage, daddy issues, you name it, I subconsciously sabotaged this relationship and ended it because I was not ready. This person was ready. So timing is absolutely everything. Like it sounds cliche, but the older I get, the more and more I just realize it to be true. Like you wonder why didn't this relationship work out? And then six months later, you see the guy that you really liked now in a serious relationship headed towards marriage. Oftentimes that has nothing to do with you. He probably just wasn't ready and then got to a place where he was ready and then met a girl that also was ready. And then the timing just fit. So timing is so, so key in dating. Number three, 
when this is like one of the biggest takeaways from the entire season. When a guy is into you, he will move mountains to make things happen. So Cassie tells Colton, I'm not ready. I'm going home. I don't, I don't think I can move forward in this relationship. I don't really know what I want, but Colton was so he was 100% all in with this girl. And so he was willing to essentially end the show. He sent all the other girls home and was willing to fight for her and show her, I care about you. I'm committed to you. I am willing to make this work. And it was such a beautiful thing for me to witness as a woman, because I think so often as women, we tell ourselves these narratives that, oh my gosh, like it ended because I sent that text message too soon, or I shouldn't, shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have worn that, or I scared him away when I shared this. And, oh, maybe if I just jump through these hoops or prove myself to him, he'll change his mind about me. Ladies, when a guy is into you, you cannot scare him off so easily. When a guy likes you, he'll ask you out and he'll make things happen. I can't tell you how many times I allowed myself to stay stuck in the friend zone, hoping, oh, he just needs more time when really he just wasn't that into me. Like that can be a reality, ladies. Um, And also so many times where I just thought, oh, I just need to remind him how cool I am. I just need to show him. I just need to be in his presence or go to that party and be around him. And he needs to see how cool other people think I am. Now, even admitting that is super vulnerable. Girls, I have done things that I am not proud of to get guys attention, but it was from a place of unworthiness thinking, oh my gosh, if, if I could just prove myself, if, if they just knew, then they would give me a chance. Like, I look back on that younger self, that younger Catherine, and just have compassion on her because what I really see is a girl, a young woman who didn't know her worth and didn't know she was worth being fought for. So I think one of the best things that Colton did in this whole season was really show Cassie how he was willing to do whatever it takes to let her know that he is serious about her. He was willing to throw everything else away, willing to really be vulnerable and put himself out there for her. And I just think ladies, we're worth that. Like you don't have to remind a guy that you exist. You don't have to stay stuck in the friend zone for years. When a guy is into you, he makes it happen. When a guy is all about you, which a guy will be all about you, friend, he will move mountains or he'll jump an eight foot fence like Colton did. All right. Number four, listen to what the person you're dating is saying. So we often hear what we want to hear. But let me tell you this. If a guy says he's not ready for a relationship, he's not ready for a relationship with me. If they just got out of a relationship, they're not ready. So what I really want to encourage you here is to be willing to take a person at their word. So This stuff is principle stuff, right? Because we do know that Cassie and Colton have ended up together. But I think an important thing to notice is that, you know, Cassie said, I'm not ready. She said, I'm not ready. And I do think it is important to listen to what a person is saying and know, all right, 
this person is saying they're not ready. So yes, you can dig into that. What does that mean? What does that look like? But I know for myself personally, I remember being on date number two with a guy and he had recently got gotten out of a relationship and was still really hurting from that and essentially told me date number two, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm not ready for a relationship, but I think you're really great and I like you and I'm attracted to you. So all I heard from that was, oh, he likes me and he's attracted to me and oh, like his heart has been broken. He just needs me to help fix it and be there for him. And fast forward several years of dating this person off and on and having a brutal breakup, I looked back and was like, wow, from the very second date, this person told me where he was at, but I didn't want to listen to him because it wasn't what I wanted to hear. So ladies, what I really want you to take away from this is to listen to what the person is saying and listen objectively as opposed to, oh my gosh, like this is what I want to hear because this is what I want him to be for me. Take his word at face value. All right. Number five, be willing to be honest, be willing to do the work. And I don't know is not an answer. Okay. So you're probably thinking I'm giving Cassie such a hard time. And I think Cassie is great. I'm so happy that they're happy. But something that I did notice with her is when she was breaking up with Colton, as he was asking her questions, what's coming up for you? Why do you feel like you're not ready? Are you sure you want this to be over? What are you feeling? The answer over and over again was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And Granted, sometimes we don't know, but I'll never forget when I was in high school, my tennis coach said, I don't know means I don't care. And it was really annoying when she said that to me because I was like, well, I don't know. But I do think that when I say I don't know, it means that I either haven't done the internal work, am unwilling to do the internal work. I'm afraid to share what's really going on in my heart out of fear of rejection, disappointment, failure, experiencing pain. And I think we hold back our truth. We hold back what's really coming up for us out of those fears when really what is most helpful is just to be really honest, whether it's I didn't think it was going to get this far and now it has and I'm just not ready to take it further or I am really confused right now. But notice for yourself when you want to respond relationally, romantically, even in your everyday life with the answer, I don't know, and pause and ask yourself, do I really know? Do I not want to know? Because sometimes we don't want to be honest with ourselves because if we're honest with ourselves, then that means we have to do something and then there's accountability there. So my biggest encouragement here is be willing to do the work, be willing to be honest with yourself and then be honest with the person that you're dating. Because I don't know, that's an answer, at least for me, that just does not cut it. I want to pause in today's episode to tell you about something I am so excited and passionate about. So for my single ladies, this one is for you. 
I just want to say I get it. Dating in today's culture can be a struggle fest. Do you ever feel like you're going to end up being a crazy cat lady watching bachelor reruns, eating pirate booty all by yourself? I get it, girl. Let's face it. Dating can feel confusing, frustrating, isolating, and like a desert wasteland, but it doesn't have to be. I created a free resource guide just for you to support you in getting out there this year. It's called Six Tips to Activating Your Dating Life with Intention and Clarity. I truly believe that whether you've never been kissed or your last date was 20 minutes ago, this guide can support you in shaking things up and putting yourself out there in honoring and might I also say fun ways. These are the exact things I have implemented into my dating life over the last few years that have empowered me, given me clarity, and propelled me into getting from my couch onto an actual date. So hold up. If you're married or already in a relationship, don't tune me out. I know you have some girlfriends in your life that would benefit from this. So whether you are married or you are a single girl ready to put yourself out there, go to bit.ly slash TRW dating. That's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash T-R-W, stands for the refined woman, dating. This is where you can grab your free guide, six tips to activate your dating life now. So ladies, let's get out there, shake things up and have fun. I am with you on the journey. Next one. Every opportunity is an opportunity to grow if we choose it to be. So this is point number six, and this has to do with Alabama Hannah. So Alabama Hannah is the next bachelorette, which honestly I was really surprised by because she had a really difficult season. The way they edited it (laughs) didn't make her look great. So for those of you who watched it, you know what I'm talking about. There was a lot of drama around Alabama Hannah. Um, she gossiped, she talked poorly about Kaylin and other contestants. And so I was really surprised at first when I saw her, I, it seemed as though they were grooming her to be the bachelorette on the women tell all. But what really stood out to me about Alabama Hannah on the women tell all is when she got up to talk with Chris Harrison, she really owned her stuff. So she made a public apology to the women and to Kaylin. They cleared the air and owned that she did not act in a way that she was proud of and that she wanted to do better. And there was a humility about her. And I cannot, first of all, I cannot imagine what it would be like to be like sleep deprived away from family and friends and have every single waking minute of your behavior recorded and televised and put on national and international television. So granted, they are signing up for that, but I just am like, I know I would have some really poor moments on there or God forbid a girl drinks maybe a glass of wine too much after not having eaten and have been recording for 18 hours, like stuff is bound to happen and you're bound to act in a way that you're not proud of. So I think, again, for this point, number six, every opportunity is an opportunity to grow if we choose it to be. And I just acknowledge that Alabama Hannah used that opportunity to grow as well, we're trusting her at her word, right? Um, And clearly she grew enough 
for ABC to trust her to be the next bachelorette. So I really just thought that was a good moment, you know, because it's easy to be defensive. It's easy to say, well, you only know half of the story or they edited it in a way to make me look wrong. Well, she owned her stuff. She owned it. She apologized. And she said, I want to do better next time. So I think that is really, really great. All right. Number seven, it is not about you. Rejection is protection, friends. Oh my gosh, I cannot say this enough. It is not about you. I've seen this not only on this season of The Bachelor, but pretty much every season I have ever watched. All the girls want to know when they get sent home, what's not there why am I not enough? Why does this always happen to me? What could I have done differently? And it pains me when these women ask Colton this question, what, what's wrong with me? Because I just want to give her a little hug and say, it has nothing to do with you. When it's not there, it's just not there. And I mean, I, I feel like we've all experienced that on both sides of things. Like someone has a crush on me and I'm like, you are amazing. You are great. But for whatever reason, it's just not there for me. That's not an attack on that person or something that they lack or are not enough of. It just means that they're not your person. Same when you're broken up with or the guy you like doesn't like you. What I really, really want to trust is that God has a really good and beautiful and perfect plan for my life that can't be messed up. So sometimes when I wouldn't have had the courage to say no to a relationship, God allows them to say no to me so that I can be opened up to the beautiful opportunity that God does have for me in the future. So I truly think that rejection is our protection. And we even see when Cassie breaks up with Colton, he kind of goes down that similar spiral of why wasn't I enough, which as a girl was validating for me to hear because I, I'm with my girlfriends all the time. So it's, you know, we hear it from our perspective, like, why aren't we enough? Oh my gosh, I'm sad. I got broken up with again. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe he quote unquote chose that person over me. It isn't about that. It's just about that person not being your person. So I just think that there's so much, so much room for freedom and growth in this area. And what I want to communicate is that you lack nothing. Like you are whole, you are complete. You are totally enough. It is about the other person. What I see that's really underneath this, when these questions come up for women and men of why am I not enough, is there's a lack of trust that I am worthy, that I am whole, that I am loved, that I am seen. And it's essentially asking this other person to answer a question for you, am I worthy, that they were never meant to. To ask. And it's asking that other person to fulfill something in you that they were never meant to fulfill. So it actually sets the relationship up for failure or at least for a lot of mess. Because what I truly believe is that the only person that can answer that question, am I worthy? Am I enough? Am I whole? Am I worthy of love? Is God. When we look anywhere outside of that, there is disappointment, pain, and all that surrounds that. All right. So how are you guys feeling about this? I wish that I was, (laughs) I wish I could hear what you're thinking. If you're like nodding your head, yes. Or you're like, you are a crazy person doing an episode on The Bachelor. But 
either here nor there. Let's continue. We have one, two, three more. So that means that we are on point number eight. Okay. Point number eight, know what you want. So I say it this way, knowing our future vision. So knowing what I want in the future helps me walk out the present with clarity, intention, and integrity. When your actions and desires aren't in alignment, you have a you have an opportunity to course correct, but you have to know what you want. What I mean by that is if I'm in a space where I sit and think, what is it that I really want in dating? What am I looking for? All right, for me, I know I am looking for a serious, committed relationship with a godly man that is moving towards marriage because I know that I am ready and I want to be married. I want to have a family. I want to do life ministry with my spouse. That's what I'm looking for. So now that I know that is what I'm looking for, that's my vision, that helps me walk out today practically. So what I saw with Cassie and Colton was her perhaps not knowing exactly what she wanted in the future going into this. Now, I don't blame her for that. I can only imagine getting cast for a show like The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Probably you're thinking, I don't know, this will be a fun experience. Do I hope I have a connection with this person? Yeah, but I at least I can only surmise that it's probably like your wildest dream that it goes well, but maybe realistically you're like, yeah, it'll be a good experience. I'll get to travel some, get to meet a cool guy, maybe go on some good dates. So I have compassion for where and how Cassie responded, but I think there's a principle here that is important. Cassie ends up getting to the top three. She Colton goes home and meets her family. There's some questions there because her family and her dad specifically doesn't think she's ready. So he comes and visits her at their next stop and is like, hey, Cassie, I don't think you're ready. What do you want? And again, this is where the I don't know stuff kept coming up for her. She just, I don't know what I want. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And yet here she is in this space where now she is one of the top three women, which caveat, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to get to a certain space with a guy and you don't owe him anything. You don't owe him another date. You don't owe him an engagement. You don't owe him a relationship. If you are not ready, you are not ready. But I want to zoom out and look at this principle. I wonder if going into this, she had some time to think about what is it that I really want? I'm 23 years old. Let's say, let's unfold this a little bit. And let's say I do get to the end. Am I ready for that? Because I think we can create unnecessary drama in pain in our lives and in our relationships when we have failed to answer that question until we're mid-situation and are like, oh, wait, like I don't know if I want this. So what I want to encourage you to do is sort of pause. You may already know, I know exactly what I want. I want to I want to be married. I want to have children. Or maybe it's time for you to be really honest with yourself and say, actually, I'm just looking to go on a few dates and get back out there after a breakup. Whatever that is, from that space, you get to figure out how to be clear and intentional and with integrity, walk that out. So for example, for me, 
six, seven years ago, I would have said with my mouth that I want to be in a serious, committed relationship leading to marriage, but based off my actions, based off results, the way I was interacting in the dating space was that I was actually only looking for something casual. And so once I realized that is how I was showing up, then I got to pause and say, okay, my actions and my desire aren't in alignment. So what do we need to change here? Do I need to really be honest with myself and say, hey, I'm actually just looking for something casual or what I what I really did want was a serious relationship. So then I had the opportunity to take responsibility for how I was showing up and say, all right, I'm out of alignment with myself. I'm out of integrity with myself. So let me shift how I'm showing up in dating. So I think we have a lot more responsibility in dating than we think. It's very easy just to place blame on the other person for how they're showing up, but we get to take responsibility. All right, next one, second to last. This number nine is just, we're just calling this Hannah G because I love what Hannah G said on the women's tell all. So, you know, it, she was blindsided when Colton broke up with her, which rightfully so she was really hurt and disappointed. And, and it seemed even on the women tell all, she was still emotional about that. Yet towards the end, she kind of like regained her strength and power and said, you know, I deserve a guy who's willing to jump the fence for me. Like, yes, I was like, amen clap, clap. Yes, 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 yes. Because that is so true. So Colton was so upset about his breakup with Cassie that he scaled this like fence. Like, I don't know, looked like he was Spider-Man jumps over the fence and like starts running away because he just needed a moment. So it was like that scene that they kept flashing all season long, like, oh my gosh, Colton jumping the fence. But Hannah G is totally right. Like, yeah, she was hurt and disappointed. But once she saw that, she was like, oh, Clearly, he wasn't as interested in me, and I deserve a guy who is 100% all in, willing to do whatever it takes, willing to move mountains. I deserve nothing less than that. So principle here is don't settle for scraps, girlfriend. Oh my gosh, I settled for scraps and crumbs for so much of my dating life because I didn't think I was worthy of the full relationship that I really longed for. You are worthy of being pursued. I am worthy of being pursued. And as Hannah G said so beautifully, you deserve a guy who's willing to jump the fence for you. All right. So let's not settle for anything less than that. All right. Number 10, the 10th and final thing that I learned about dating on The Bachelor is stay classy. Ladies, let's just stay classy. I learned that from, I call her Queen Tasha. Tasha on The Bachelor this season just blew me away. In fact, I will say I was kind of hoping she was going to be the bachelorette because she just at every turn and every corner chose to take the high road. So even when Colton was breaking up with her, she took the high road. She could have been defensive, angry, called him out. Yet she realized this is not about me. This is about Colton and his heart being somewhere else. So as painful as that was, she chose to take the high road. And I think that that can be really hard, at least for me, when I feel as though I've been wronged, when I feel hurt, when I feel rejected, when I feel disappointed. 
the last thing I want to do is take the high road. I want to tell that person off. I want to tell them what they did wrong. I want, I want to have the last word. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I want to have the last word friends, but that does not serve me and it doesn't serve the other person. Gosh, I think a mark of true character and integrity to take the high road, especially when you feel you're hurt and disappointed and been wronged. So just massive props and shout out to Tisha for staying classy and taking the high road. Okay. So we just went through the 10 things that I learned this season from The Bachelor. I'm going to go through them real quick right now. Number one, your name and integrity. What's word on the street about the person you're dating? Number two, timing is everything. You can meet the right person, but if it's at the wrong time or either of you aren't ready, it ain't going to work. Number three, oh my gosh, I can't say this enough. When a guy is into you, he will move mountains and he will make things happen. Number four, listen to what the person you're dating is saying. We often hear what we want to hear as opposed to taking what they're saying at face value. Number five, be willing to be honest and do the internal work because I don't know is not an answer. Number six, Every opportunity is an opportunity to grow if we choose it to be. Alabama Hannah didn't behave in ways that she was proud of. She acknowledged it. She humbled herself. She apologized and has used that as a space to get herself leveled up. Number seven, it is not about you. Rejection is protection, my friend. Number eight, know what you want. Knowing what you want in the future helps you walk out the present with clarity, intention, and integrity. Number nine, this one is called Hannah G because you deserve the guy who will jump the fence for you. Just like Hannah said, don't settle for scraps, ladies. You are worth being pursued. And number 10, stay classy. Even when you've been hurt, wronged, or disappointed in rejection, always take the high road. Now, are you impressed with how many amazing things I learned from The Bachelor? I hope that this encourages you, friend. I hope that you can take these tips and morsels and apply them to your life, apply them to your dating life. And I would love to know your thoughts. I would love to know what stood out to you. If you agree or disagree, do not be afraid to disagree with me. I love a good dialogue. Join me over on The Refined Woman or on the refinedwoman.com under this specific episode. And let's get chatting. Mm-hmm.